Hey Badgers fans, it's John Veldheis from BadgerBlitz.com. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that if you like the show, to make sure that you're subscribed on iTunes so you can get new episodes right on your phone. And if you like what we're doing here, we'd appreciate it if you left us a review so that other Wisconsin fans can find us in the podcast directory. And if you like the show and want more in-depth discussion about Wisconsin football, basketball, and recruiting, head on over to BadgerBlitz.com to sign up for a premium membership. It's less than $9 a month and it gives you VIP access to John McNamara's recruiting news and scoops and my insider content like practice reports and game day analysis. Not to mention the Badgers Den, our premium member forum. With so much going on in the world of Wisconsin sports, there's never been a better time to sign up. Head on over to BadgerBlitz.com and click on the subscribe button to sign up today. Hey there, Badger fans. Welcome back to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. This is John Heist from BadgerBlitz.com. A uh, bit of a different show today. We're going to try and keep it a little short and sweet. It's just me today um, chatting with you. Uh, both uh, had some technical difficulties earlier in the evening, and uh, John McNamara is uh, away on assignment for the week anyway. So just thought I'd share a couple thoughts uh, about uh, Wisconsin sports and UW athletics as we kind of uh, head into the weekend here. The, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about a little bit is just what we kind of saw in uh, Wisconsin's most recent um, men's basketball scrimmage, which was uh, last night against uh, Northern Iowa at the Kohl Center. Uh, Badgers added this game late, and uh, you know, the, the proceeds went to um, disaster relief, so always a good cause there. Uh, but you know, from the, the on-court side of things, it was really interesting to see how uh, Wisconsin's uh, kind of new look Offense and their new starting lineup uh, worked together. There was a little bit. Of, there were a little bit of nerves uh, early in the evening as uh, the Badgers kind of uh, struggled out of the gate. You and I jumped out to I think it was a, a ten to two lead in the early going, but then um, kind of after that, the the Badgers were able to really flip a switch and uh, their offense really took off after that point. Really sparked by uh, Kobe King who ended up leading all scorers with 15 points last night. Uh, he was 5 for 8 from the floor, uh, 1 for 3 from 3-point uh, range. Uh, so really good performance by Kobe King coming off of the bench. Obviously something that he's uh, not really used to in his uh, his basketball career. He's used to being a starter. But the uh, thing that I was thinking about after the game is that, you know, obviously King was able to kind of build on um, – a really strong performance in Wisconsin's red-white scrimmage from a couple uh, couple weeks ago. Uh, that was the first real extended look that we got to see from Kobe King in a uh, in a Badger uniform. Um, but uh, he's playing really well, and he can really go and attack the basket. He can score from a variety of different spots on the court. Um, I, I don't know how close he is to um, you know going out and uh, really competing for a starting spot, but man, does he seem like a guy that's going to get a lot of playing time this year. And uh, I, if he keeps playing like this, obviously he's going to run into his um, you know kind of adjustment period like a lot of uh, a lot of freshman basketball players do once they get up to the college level from high school. But uh, you know if he keeps playing like this, uh, he's going to be a hard guy to keep off of the court for Greg Gard and the Badgers. Uh, the, the starting lineup that the Badgers used last night was uh, Demetri Trice and then uh, Brevin Pritzel. Uh, they had a, it was a three-guard uh, starting lineup, so they had Khalil Iverson at the three, uh, and then obviously um, Ethan Happ and then Andy Van Vliet were the starting forwards. Um, but we, we saw the Badgers use a lot of different rotations and and, uh, had a whole bunch of players um, come into the game early uh, to get some uh, to get some early action. Um, so I, I don't know that you could definitely say that the Badgers are locked into um, this particular 
starting uh, starting lineup. Although I think more often than not, just with their roster construction, you might see them um, go in with a three guard lineup uh, just based on experience and the guys that they uh, that they can trust. But uh, the, I guess the my big takeaway from the game was that uh, the Badgers really seem to have uh, some more guys that can uh, can shoot the basketball and uh, score from farther away from the from the hoop um which I think is going to uh, really benefit Ethan Happ just because you know, he's the one really known commodity that the Badgers have um coming back to this team this year and so obviously especially once they get into Big 10 play um teams are going to key in on him uh try and double team him just because of how um effective that seemed to be um, when uh, when the Badgers were playing last year, is that they could really te- opposing teams could really kind of key in on uh, Ethan Happ and then try and take him away and make the Badgers you know kind of beat them um, from their from the outside or see if there's somebody else in the uh, in the interior who could step up and kind of score closer to the basket. But uh, with all the guys that we saw last night in the exhibition, um, I think they have uh, some options that they can play with. Um, King is a big part of that, just from his ability to uh, shoot from long distance to be able to drive. To Towards the hoop and, and score, um, Brad Davison I think brings a lot of that same um, same scoring ability from multiple different spots on the floor. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have uh, guys like Brevin Pritzel, uh, who uh, is um, he kind of has a reputation as a, a sharp shooter, three point shooter. We haven't really seen that as much uh, in Wisconsin's official games, but in practices uh, and uh, just by reputation, you know, he kind of uh, is your is a shooter that the Badgers are probably going to have to rely on a little bit this year to kind of uh, take some of the pressure off of Hap in the interior. And then if you can get some of that from uh, Demetri Trice to a point guard. um, And, you know, I guess the other thing that stood out is that uh, Khalil Iverson was... uh, Showed a little bit of a touch for uh, for the three point ball too. He was two for two from behind the arc last night, um, and uh, you know that, that wasn't a huge part of his game uh, last year. But you know if he can add that as uh, something that the Badgers could rely on in games that they're going to start playing uh, in the next couple of weeks or so, that could definitely um, be kind of an X factor for the Badgers as they try and uh, you know keep their streak alive of. Um, Finishing in the top four of the Big Ten or higher. Obviously, uh, the Big Ten is going to be uh, pretty competitive this year, you would think. Uh, so, th- this very well could be the year that that streak ends, just because of um, the returning experience that the Badgers have, which you know obviously isn't a lot. But uh, with how deep the Big Ten is, it's going to be a challenge to um, to finish in that top four again. But you know, if the Badgers are going to do it, if they're gonna if they're gonna keep that streak alive, and you know, say uh, make another NCAA tournament appearance, um, th- th- we saw the I think we saw the signs of what you would expect to see in a team that could finish in the top four last night, just from having that balance and uh, you know other options available that can score from other spots in the court in addition to Ethan Happ. I I, I wouldn't be too worried about. Uh, I think Ethan Happ will uh, will pick up right where he left off. He had nine points in the game last night and. Uh, you know, you and I was really kind of focused on trying to uh, take him away and see what else the Badgers could do. And, you know, from what we saw, it really looked like um, the Badgers uh, had the opportunity to uh, um, shoot from other spots in the court. And uh, they uh, used that to really ride, I think it was at one point, a 20-2 run uh, over the Panthers to really take that lead and then not look back after that point. Um, I, I think my other big question about 
Wisconsin and uh, the basketball team as they get forward into their season or move forward into the season, I should say, is you know just how good their um, defense is going to be because obviously you know it's kind of a young team, a uh, relatively inexperienced team other than Hap. Um, Badgers uh, held you and I to just thirty three percent from the floor last night. Um, I think some of those just seem to be really unlucky rolls for for the Panthers who were you know kind of getting their shots uh, but they just weren't falling, especially at points where. I think at one point um, you and I went more than seven minutes without a without a, a field goal. Uh, so, you know, we'll we'll see. That that's definitely something to watch as uh, the Badgers kind of move forward into their season. If if they can, you know, get a good consistent effort on the defensive side of the ball, and then you know use this kind of balance that we saw uh, from uh their their offense uh once they start playing games that actually count uh then i think i think they have a good chance to maybe surprise some people um even though you know after so many years of finishing in the top four uh of the uh of the big 10 conference can you really say that you'd be surprised if if the badge did it again i mean i i don't know that you could i mean i I, at this point i think there's still a long way to go and you kind of have to see how things kind of shake out from here but uh if if the Badgers are going to finish in the top four, I think they're going to look a little like what we saw uh, in their exhibition win last night. Uh, I, so I guess that's kind of what I uh, was thinking about for uh, after the uh, the exhibition game as I was driving home last night from the Cole Center. Uh, but obviously, uh, the, the big focus for um, us on BadgerBlitz.com at the, at the moment with football season being in full swing is on uh, uh, football and the team's upcoming uh, road trip to Indiana. They are uh, going to be on the road again. It's a, a second road trip in a row. Last week they were at Illinois. Um, was uh, was kind of an interesting game. I was there down in Champaign um, and uh, the Badgers obviously pulled away uh, late at the end and uh, had a 24-10 win over Illinois, but uh, it, was, it wasn't exactly pretty. Uh, they uh, they needed the uh, the fake, um, or I guess the the backward pass, uh, eventual rushing touchdown to uh, to Michael Dieter, the left tackle uh, that he you know ended up uh, taking into the end zone for uh, what was Wisconsin's final touchdown in that game. Um, so, but the, it was it was a game kind of marked by you know more um, some offensive mistakes, particularly another. Um, Interception by Alex Hornbrook that kind of uh, not necessarily in this game took some points off the board, but you know kept the Badgers from um, getting into a rhythm with their offense and um, you know moving the ball as well as you kind of would think that they would be able to against an Illinois defense that uh, wasn't ranked very high in terms of uh, particularly stopping the run, um, but also it really seemed like a game that the Badgers should have been able to. Um, kind of move the ball a little bit better and if you go back and listen to what we were talking about last week on the show I think we were uh, we were pretty confident that the Badgers were gonna uh, have a pretty easy game uh, last weekend in Champaign it just uh, didn't work out that way um, big part of that is uh, because Jonathan Taylor uh, left the game with a leg injury uh, early in the game it was like it was early in the second quarter he it looked to me like he got kind of rolled up on uh, after a, a three-yard run and then as uh, after his forward progress was stopped, uh, Illinois was kind of pushing him back, and he uh, kind of went down awkwardly and uh, left the game with a leg injury and did not uh, end up coming back into the game. It, it, we uh, we saw the Wisconsin's updated um, injury report for the week today on Thursday, uh, and uh, Jonathan Taylor is listed as questionable for this week. Um, if I had to bet right now, I would say that he would be available for the game. Um, we saw that... Uh, I, I saw him in uh, you know 
regular pads with the with the rest of the with the rest of the offense on Wednesday uh, after uh, defensive uh, or as we were doing interviews with defensive players and uh, Joe Rudolph said on Tuesday that uh, Taylor had been able to do you know a little bit every day and you know kind of add to his workload so you know I, I guess you never really know for sure just because um, we've had a couple times this season where you know the Badgers have had um, some guys with uh, injuries that kind of flare up in the middle of the week, and then uh, you know they, they come up as um, surprises uh, or a surprise scratches on uh, on Saturday when we see you know I take last week for example when uh, Dakota Dixon was uh, um, ruled out for the game he, he did not appear on Wisconsin's uh, preliminary injury report for the week, but something kind of flared up for him during the week, and then they decided that it was uh, best to uh, hold him out for a game. So. Uh, at this point, you know, the Badgers are in kind of wait-and-see mode with, with Taylor. Um, I, if I had to bet, like I was saying before, I think he plays. Um, uh, and then I think uh, Dakota Dixon is, is probably about ready to get back there. Uh, he, he was going to, uh, uh, I think... I think he was a late scratch either on, like, Friday night or Saturday morning for that game against Illinois. But uh, Paul Christ and uh, Jim Leonard said this week that uh, Dakota feels better uh, at this point this week than he did at this point last week when he did not play against Illinois. So I, I, it sounds like they will get him back, uh, but again, it's hard to say for sure until we get to uh, to game day and kind of figure things out from there. Um, I guess the, the thing with Indiana that I think you uh, need to keep an eye on and something that I've been writing about a little bit is that uh, Indiana is dealing with their own um, injury problems. They, they I think uh, when I last checked, their their quarterback is still questionable for the game. Um, they started with uh, Richard uh, Legau uh, at the at the beginning of the season, then he got hurt, and then uh, they started to play redshirt freshman quarterback uh, Peyton Ramsey, I believe is his name, over the last couple games, and he got hurt uh, last week against Maryland, and then Richard Legau came back in and finished that game out for them. Uh, so, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see who ends up being under center for for Indiana um, this week. Uh, the the big thing is that no matter who is under center, um, expect Indiana to pass the ball and pass the ball a lot. Uh, they, uh, I believe, they average about forty one pass attempts per game, and that's not just because that they are. Um, behind in games and are trailing or trying to uh, score as quickly as possible they, they run their offense it's it's an up-tempo you know uh, fast-paced spread uh, offensive attack and they're going to uh, you know really try and force feed the ball to their playmakers out on the edge and uh, I guess the key for the Badgers I think is that they they need their defensive starters to um, you know stay locked in on the uh, on the on the individual play that's in front of them stay locked in um, on their assignment on each play because what happens is you know when Indiana or another team that has an up-tempo offense um, it, you know gets into a rhythm a little bit they lock you into your personnel that's on the field so you're locked into your matchup um, and then they make you go play after play um, and then they're because they're betting that you know at at some point in the drive, um, somebody's going to make a mistake, and then if they can exploit that mistake, it ends up being a big play that shortens the field or ends up in a score for them. So, you know, it's going to be really important for Wisconsin's defensive backs to, um, you know, have good communication this week, uh, to stay focused and locked in play after play. Um, I, I feel like they will be able to do that. This is a, I, I don't think this is a, a group that um, will get uh, mentally tired quickly, uh, and they're going to, you know, and Jim Leonard, I think, will have them prepared, you know, knowing that this is um, 
something that they need to uh, to watch and make sure that they um, stay up on during this game is that they can't afford to have mental lapses against this group, or else Indiana's going to you know hit on some kind of explosive play, and that's going to be bad news for the Badgers, who you know in in their calculation, much like how Indiana is is um, making a bet that um, if they can string drives together, eventually a defensive player is going to make a mistake and blow a coverage. The Badgers are, um, it seems to me, uh, betting on you know if they. Uh, can get you into you know passing downs on second and third down. Even if they were to give up a first down or two, um, you know, in a drive or so, the Badgers are betting that if they can get you into second or third and long at some point, that the it's the offense that will make a mistake and the Badgers can jump on it. Whether it's you know breaking up a play, um, forcing a turnover, getting a stop on a long down, something like that. So it'd be really interesting to see how those two kind of match up this week um, and uh, which element of that um, ends up breaking first if it's you know Indiana's desire to you know string drives together and really wear defenses out or if the Badgers can kind of flip the script a little bit and uh, you know, get some three and outs uh, and uh, you know keep keep their defense rested give their offense time to get out there and get into a rhythm um, and see where they go from there um, I guess the the other thing with uh, with Indiana to pay attention to is that uh, this is not your uh, Indiana, you know, the Indiana of years past where the Badgers uh, were able to really kind of run all over the Hoosiers, uh, you know, with emphasis on run. Uh, I believe in Wisconsin's last game against Indiana, which was in 2013, uh, back when uh, the the Badgers and the Hoosiers were still division rivals, uh, believe it or not, in that uh, that old Legends and Leaders uh, divisional lineup that I know everybody liked uh, liked so very much. Um, but I think the Badgers averaged about 11 yards per carry in that last game in, in 2013, and I, I believe that's the game where James White started the game off with a with a long touchdown run, and it was just kind of all downhill from there from the Hoosiers. So. The, the big difference is um, that uh, Indiana's defense uh, has taken some significant steps forward um, in, in talking to guys from our um, Indiana rival site. It sounds like uh, now head coach uh, Tom Allen has, a, has a, had a big hand in that. He was brought in as a co-defensive coordinator last year and then promoted uh, after the Indiana Athletic Department uh, decided to cut ties uh, with uh, Kevin Wilson after uh, allegations of uh, some player abuse or player mistreatment. Um, but uh, the, the defense took a big step forward between, um, I guess it was 2015 and then 2016, and then now defensively with a couple injuries here and there, Indiana has taken a bit of a step back from you know the, the rate that they were going in 2016, but that's still miles ahead of where Indiana was at uh, in 2013, 2012. You know, those games where the Badgers were racking up you know, 60, 70, 80 points in those games. So wouldn't expect it uh, to be a really uh, a high-flying, you know, light-up-the-scoreboard kind of day uh, in Bloomington. I think the Badgers are going to be kind of focused offensively on uh, you know, seeing if they can string together um, – some drives kind of find their groove that you know the offense after I guess what they would probably call a subpar game um, against Illinois the if you talk to the offensive guys um, they they're very confident that they haven't hit their ceiling yet and that they you know have yet to really put a um, a, a complete game on tape and put it all together in four quarters and so you know at some point you know that I guess that has to uh, to go from 
you know, talk to making it a reality. And I, I guess I'm curious to see if they can do that this weekend when they, you know, have another um, road game. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the Badgers always say that, you know, they, they don't pay attention to uh, the distractions of things like the, the college football playoff rankings and all that other stuff that came out this week. Um, so this is really, uh, I think, a really interesting game just to see where the Badgers are at, and you know, kind of evaluate maybe what their um, what their ceiling is um, offensively. I guess for for the next couple of weeks or so. Um, as far as the the college football playoff ranking goes, I guess I, I should touch on that uh, before we close things out here. Um, Badgers were ranked at uh, number nine in the uh, initial rankings of the college football playoff selection committee. Um, that's uh, definitely lower than where they were at, uh, you know. For example, in the uh, the AP poll, where they were number four this week. Um, so you, basically, what you're saying, what the the selection committee is saying, is that the Badgers um, are not getting very much credit for the schedule that they have played up through this point. Um, at, at a certain point, there's only so much that you can um, control about that because you know these non-conference games were scheduled years in advance. Um, the the B, having BYU at, you know play as poorly this season as they have I think has really hurt uh, Wisconsin just because you know when you schedule that BYU game you're kind of banking on uh, that being a quality non-conference game that you can point to if you win and say you know we went out on the road to uh, to Provo and beat BYU which you know almost seems to at least before this season went uh, nine and four in their sleep um, but you, so from from that part. Uh, they, there's not that much that the Badgers can really do at this point. They can't change their schedule. You know, they um, they they haven't you know really hit their their full potential in any of these big ten games uh, so far this year. But they've won all of them, and so you know at this point, the only thing that the Badgers can really do is uh, keep winning. And if they do that, and they you know win out for the rest of their regular season, and then say they beat Ohio State uh, in the uh, the Big Ten. Uh, championship game in Indianapolis. Um, I mean, it looks like the Badgers are going to be playing there as the uh, the Big Ten West uh, representative. And if they were to get a win over whoever else is uh, is on the other side of that field, I feel like the selection committee would have a really hard time, um, you know, keeping a undefeated Big Ten champion uh, as sitting at thirteen and zero out of the uh, the playoff at that point. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, college football left to be played. And college football, you know, one of the reasons we love it is that it can uh, it can get crazy quick. And so you know, you never know what's going to happen to those teams that are ranked ahead uh, of the Badgers in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, but you know, the 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 thing for Wisconsin is that you know they just have to control what they can control, and uh, you know you can't be worried about where you are ranked or else you know you're gonna end up in a in a trap game um against you know say a team like indiana this week when you have to go out on the road and play uh, a a bit of a resurgent defense and uh you know see if you can st- you know get another win in a road environment before you head back home for a couple games so you know it's gonna be an interesting couple of weeks uh for uh for wisconsin both football and basketball um I won't be in Indiana uh, for uh, for the game this weekend, uh, but uh, I will certainly have uh, plenty of coverage up on the site uh, as I watch the game from my couch. Uh, but we'll have um, you know analysis and uh, some other stuff, you know, like our usual uh, upon further review, where we take a look at 
a couple of key plays from Wisconsin's most recent game. Uh, we've gotten a great response on the uh, the first and ten column that I've been writing every week uh, so far this season. So I want to thank people that have uh, reached out and said that they liked that. Uh, it's been kind of a different thing for me to do, which I I, I like a little bit. Uh, I think I was able to drop a an Al Davis reference and a. Uh, um, Stranger Things link to a, a YouTube video on that this week and uh, obviously uh, if you could ever have a chance to link to uh, a picture of the uh, the Penn State Michigan State uh, land grant trophy in all of its horrible awesomeness then that's a that's a, that's a win in my book um, one thing that I do want to uh, mention before we uh, before we close things out is that uh, if you are not a subscriber to uh, to badgerblitz.com uh, would certainly appreciate it if if you uh, head on over to the site and sign up we have a great promo going right now so if you've stuck all the way through me talking for it looks like uh, right about 23 minutes or so which I honestly I was planning about 15 or so so that just goes to show that I can uh, kind of uh, blab for a little while here, but if you have listened all the way through, uh, there's an awesome deal for it. If you go to badgerblitz.com, uh, you can sign up for uh, nine weeks free of our premium content, which, uh, you know, in the middle of football season, a lot of stuff is premium content, including um, a lot of our game day stuff. So, you know, you want to make sure that you get access to that. Podcast is free, but a lot of the stuff on the site isn't. So if you go to badgerblitz.com, use the code BADGERS9, that's a capital B in Badgers, and then the number nine. Uh, the offer is valid through November 6th, uh, so you have a couple days here to, uh, to sign up uh, and uh, take advantage of that. Um, I think it's a great deal. I think you'll like the product, uh, and uh, obviously as football you know, continues to uh, head down the stretch here, basketball is going to be ramping up too, so we had a couple things up from the exhibition last night. Uh, we'll have plenty more up on the site uh, this weekend after uh, the Badgers take on Indiana, and then we will kind of regroup from there and see um, what uh, what things look like and the the landscape. It, it, I think uh, I haven't done the math quite yet, but uh, if the Badgers win uh, this weekend, and you know the right uh, the right combination of wins and losses happens for uh, the rest of the. The Big Ten West, I think uh, that means that the Badgers have a shot to clinch their division this weekend, although I'm kind of taking a look at it right now. They are the, um, no, well, well maybe if, uh, if North, uh, they need Northwestern and Nebraska to lose another game. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, kind of keeping tabs on those other teams, if the Badgers win and get to uh, 6-0 and um, and uh, the and uh, Nebraska and Northwestern both lose a game, then I believe they would have clinched the Big Ten West. So we'll have to take a look at that and see where uh, the the landscape is after this weekend. And uh, obviously John McNamara and Jonathan Mills will be back on the podcast next week. I want to thank everybody for uh, listening if you made it through uh, this far. Uh, Thanks for, you know, again, thanks for listening to the show. Head on over to BadgerBlitz.com, take advantage of that promo code BADGERS9 to get nine free weeks of the site uh, so you get premium content. And uh, we will talk to you next week on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast.